0: I have, uh, deceptively young features, <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to exploit them for the rest of my career. Yes.
1: Hello, we are here with Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona, and welcome to episode 16 of Untamed Shrews, Women Talk Theater, presented
2: by the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. I'm Dawn, and I'm Becky, and I'm Hannah. And welcome to today's episode. Today we have the lovely Ryan L Jenkins with us to chat about Flagshake's upcoming spring play, Crumbs from the Table of Joy by Lynn Nottage. But before we introduce Ryan, Shrews, what's new? <laughs>
3: do you like the line i wrote it rhymes
2: i always feel so
3: funny writing your guys's patter i'm like change this if you want please (laughs) so lame
2: Uh, i'm good how are you i'm good don how are you
3: I'm good. I don't think I have any crazy updates. What if that's, just, what if that's the check in? I'm good. And now you? on will tell review. I see the baby a lot. That's yeah. All I do. <laughs> yeah, how's Mr. Blake? He's good. He's doing good. He's
1: like reaching some big milestones. Um He's super small. That's all it, that's been like since I was pregnant with him. He's been small. Yeah. But we had a pediatrician checkup and they were like, he's too small. And then um, luckily we met with a lactation consultant who've been seeing from the beginning. And she's like, I don't think he's too small. I think he's just his size. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's eating good and he's happy and he's meeting all his developmental mysto- milestones, but he's just a little guy. I mean, so. you're tiny. So,
3: like, yeah. you're not a huge person. So it doesn't like surprise me that he's small.
1: Yeah, it's not a big shocker. And it was funny because she was saying, she's like, well, you know, she's been my lactation consultant from the beginning. Lactation consultants are amazing. You would think breastfeeding would be totally intuitive, it's hmm. not um you need so much support and so much help and so much like just like people like cheerleaders service, yeah. um so she's she's been my lactation consultant since he was like four days old Aww, that's great. um and she's like he's always been just kind of a snacker and I was like hey me too <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true snack
2: parfait yeah yeah
1: I was I was like I'd rather eat a little bit like seven times a day and that's kind <laughs> of how he is too but done
2: um you mentioned um that uh, she's been, a, uh, your lactation consultant has been with you kind of, pretty much since Blake was born. Was that something yeah. that you knew while you were pregnant, you would want a lactation consultant or was that something you sought out after delivery?
1: Yeah, no, I didn't know. And at the hospital, they always have them on hand to like help. So I met with the lactation consultant, like right after he was born and then the very next day. Um, but I had no idea how excruciatingly painful breastfeeding right. is oh no
2: um,
1: it is really painful and it's just it's just painful at first as your nipples adjust frankly Ooh, yeah. um, but a lactation consultant can help it be pain a little less painful and painful for a little shorter of a time mm. um doesn't matter what you do it's gonna hurt for a while like Ooh, i had know. no idea <laughs>
3: becky and i were just so, like nodding our heads like uh-huh. yeah it's
1: intense i mean i always kind of felt like you know like it was an important thing to me to breastfeed when my baby was born and i'm really grateful that i've been able to do it and have a like lactation consultant but um I also am 100% like, wow, you've got to do what's right for your mental health, because this is a really difficult thing for your mental health, not just like that it's painful. And then that, like, you know, you get all the anxiety of like, if he's small, feeling like that's your fault, and you know, all of those things, but also because like, I can't really go anywhere. Yeah, you know, like, I have to feed this baby. One, two, Every three, two four, four hours. five, yeah. six times a day for, he's like a long eater. A lot of babies eat for like 15 to 20 minutes. Mine is a 45 minute to an hour guy. <laughs> so that's like my entire day. Um, and yeah. you never know, like you can kind of know when it's going to be, but you can't know exactly when it's going to be. Cause like, how long will he eat? How long will he nap? When will he wake up? So if you can't do it for your mental health, like, um, yeah. I'm here for those formula mommies. Like, yeah. do it. <laughs> like, well, whatever this, you gotta the do. The mom
3: guilt in general. Like, let's let that shit go. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. god, it is 2022. Yeah,
2: yeah. These mamas do what they need to do. Yeah. Gosh. Um, this might be not a question we can answer, but Don, because you mentioned that it is so painful, um, and it sounds like maybe that's something that goes away with time. Is that also why, like, wet nurses were? position like Mm, because of that or uh, not necessarily because of that but that was kind of like in addition to all the other um i guess uh freedoms or liberties that it afforded
1: yeah the wealthy women (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) well it wasn't
1: just so i do know the answer to this and it wasn't just wealthy women it was also middle class women okay and it had far more to do with the economics um, they needed to be working. Uh, they needed to be working either like in a trade or in the field or they needed to be working and you cannot like work, work, like work with your hands, work outside of your home and breastfeed simultaneously. Right. I mean, I'm lucky yeah. cause I work from home. I'm lucky cause I have a lot of support, mm-hmm. but actually, yeah, I was really interested to learn myself that a, that a big thing with midwives was, or with, um, sorry, wet nurses, as they were nursing lots of babies at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it oh, was really so that moms yeah. could be out doing their jobs. So like those women could make a job of nursing hmm. and basically just breastfeeding a baby all
3: day. Continuing. Wow.
1: <laughs> and then oh, wow. the moms, you know, of those babies could continue to do the work that they needed to do to provide for their families. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just can't imagine. I, I've i tried to my yeah, his little hands. <laughs> yeah. Just like, <laughs> Up in the screen. Grabbing your brain. Yeah, I've tried to imagine, and I can't imagine. But yeah. that's Ugh. what I've heard. So. Wow.
3: The things you learn on Untamed Shrews. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You haven't, you guys haven't heard it yet, but we recorded last month with Austin titchener of Reduced Shakespeare, and we talked a lot about uh, (laughs) breastfeeding, uh, which is kind of funny. We kind of got, we got silly. We we recorded with Austin last month, but then we were like, oh no, we need to do a Crumbs episode. So this is our Crumbs episode. But you'll hear Austin next month. Um, But yeah um you mentioned uh I'm just gonna now check myself in you mentioned uh mental health and I just wanted to say thank you everybody I got like texts after my check-in last month of people being like I'm so glad that you're like being honest and like I'm going through that too so like (laughs) holy heck guys everyone's amazing thank you for checking in if you you know checked in on me because it has been a very crazy you know few months for me. Um, But everything is so much better. My family's doing really well. And um, yeah, settling back in. And I will say, now that the sun is coming back out, I can just feel myself returning (laughs) to my body. Like, it's just, I cannot wait for spring. Easter's this weekend. I'm just... I'm so excited! It's it's beautiful out, and actually okay. today it's kind of gross. Yeah, but
2: <laughs> well, and when this podcast airs today, will be Easter. It will be, yes, Happy
3: Easter, everybody! Yeah, hopefully we're we're getting together on Easter, so hopefully some cute uh, Shrew pics will come out after Easter, <laughs> us in our Easter dresses and Blake all dressed up. Oh. Yeah. And he has an outfit. He does. EBay. Oh, I'm he, so excited. As long as he doesn't appear puke on when we get there. <laughs> he's going to look tapper. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That. That's amazing. Yes.
2: Okay. And Bex? I am now an official Arizona resident. Yay! I have switched over the things that I needed to switch over. Oh, so official. <laughs> yeah. So. That was
3: like a long process too. You had yeah. I mean, I remember when it's it's so frustrating.
2: I just feel like they tell you some things and I feel like some things on the website could be just a little bit more like laid out for a person who has literally no idea what they're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. AKA me. <laughs> Cater to me, please, please. Um, but yeah, so that was exciting. There was a Yay. moment where I don't know, I felt like I was expecting some big like, wow, like like <laughs> I did an adult thing and but it was just like, no, like I did an adult thing. Yes. <laughs> Every
3: time I do an adult thing, I just like take a picture of it on, like put it on my Instagram story, and I'm like,
2: I did it. Like, I bought tires today. Praise me for it. Yeah. yeah. I shopped around for car insurance, yeah. which I'm proud of myself for totally. doing. Usually I would just stick with what I uh, already did, but I didn't like the number that they gave me, so I Ugh. shopped around for cheaper. Heck yeah. Okay. Do
3: not accept that high number, Becky. No. Got you know, yeah, it's so funny. Like getting an oil, there's like nothing that makes you feel better than like getting an oil change. You're like ah, I'm so good at life.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm healthy, my car's healthy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> totally. Okay. I love it. Ah, adulting. So good. Well, I'm super excited for Easter, but any Passover plans for the weekend?
2: Um, none as of yet. The first the two Satyrs are Friday night and Saturday night. Um Yeah. No. Plans you gonna throw yet? one? <laughs> no i thought about it um i don't know because so much of it of like the seder is i don't know it just feels very like religious Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not because i guess it is like more cultural but i didn't want to like i don't know like host a religious thing Mm. for people who are not religious Mm. i don't know maybe that's me in my own head i get you yeah No, I
3: understand, because, like, I'm throwing an Easter party, and, like, I'm religious, but not everyone there is going to be, like, celebrating Easter in the same way I am. But, I mean, people, you know, we all want to support each other, so, I mean you know yeah but i totally get you i feel like um because wouldn't there be like processes that you would need to do so it's just kind of like there's just like cumbersome there's a
2: lot of prayers like that's the dinner is like you go through the dinner by way of all of these prayers right? (laughs) and it's like very regimented (laughs) yeah Yeah. well so seder literally means order Mm, so it's like there's the order to this dinner gotcha yeah so
3: well yeah (laughs) <laughs> Happy is Happy Passover the right thing to say? I think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Happy Passover, Happy Easter, <laughs> Happy Easter, Happy Passover. Whatever you celebrate. Um, it was great to check in. And um now we're gonna introduce Ryan. On to Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hi. Welcome to Untamed Shrews. Uh can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your hyphens, anything you wanna tell them?
0: Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Ryan L. Jenkins. I am an actress, model, uh, Capri Sun, Virgo Moon, <laughs> Leo Rising uh, for everyone who's into astrology. Uh, I am in the upcoming Flagshakes production of Crumbs from the Table of Joy. I'll be Yay. playing Ermina. Mm-hmm. I hail from the windy city of Chicago, which I don't think is as windy as it's been here. (laughs) Oh my gosh, today it's been the worst. It's it's been rough. And um, yeah, went to theater at the University of Illinois, graduated in 2014, and came out here to Arizona in twenty fifteen. in the desert. Oh, and I love it here when it's not cold. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) How did you, what was your... Uh, thought process or choice or decision making
0: to come to Arizona it involved a man uh, <laughs> oh, oh so... sorry. Uh... <laughs> um, no I I mean that's that's the story uh he told me it didn't snow out here and I was like <laughs> and I that, believed that him <laughs> I'll figure out the rest I will figure out the rest just just let me come yeah. with you and he did so, uh, mm-hmm. and it's been wonderful, um, meeting people and getting to know the theater industry out here, uh, getting to do Shakespeare and everything else. Heck yeah. Yeah. yeah um, for those out there who have
3: seen a lot of Flagshakes productions, you will have seen Ryan in a lot of shows. We've worked with you for
0: years. Um, let's see. What shows have you done with us? I have done Mackers. Is okay? Yeah. I, is that okay to say? Do, yeah. I, do I get oh, to say the no, full name good. here? That... <laughs> uh,
3: we're technically yeah. not in a theater, so. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> Pick your poison. New New I, uh, <laughs> yes. uh,
0: I did n- Macbeth. <laughs> Um, I was the third witch and various other characters in that. Um, The following summer was Taming of the Shrew. Mm -hmm. I was Catherine.
3: Yeah, and then OG flag shakes shrew everybody. Yes, (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) twenty nineteen was Much Ado. Yeah, I was Ursula, Third Watch, and Sexton, and then uh, twenty twenty was the (laughs) virtual production of As You Like It, Uh, and I was Orlando.
3: We got our lovers in the house tonight. Yeah. You've Hi, been reunited. It's been so long. Reslyn in
2: Orlando. And <laughs> now it's not virtual. It's we still got headphones own. and microphones. Though.
3: That's true. <laughs> Wait, you guys have met each other in person, right?
2: I mean, in 2019, I think. Okay, yes. But it was probably in passing Very with quick. Duchess and oh, Machado. Gotcha. Not like a... Totally. Not yeah.
0: super 100% right. official. Yeah. Yeah awesome mm-hmm. yeah oh <laughs> which well, is welcome. similar to a couple of times I mean even with some of my castmates and crumbs yeah um I've been on stage in the same show with Raquel and we've never actually gotten no to say anything to each other no way. Thank <laughs> God. Um, I was
3: like no you know Raquel oh know yes, I know Raquel
0: <laughs> I know people think we are the same person yeah <laughs> oh my goodness that's so funny yeah.
3: Oh, well, welcome. Yes. I'm so, so glad excited. you're here. I'm also so glad that uh, you're in Crumbs. It's an incredible production. Like, it's such a dream team. Um, and yeah, this is our Crumbs episode, so we're here to chat about Crumbs today and hopefully get some of those listeners out there who are local to Flagstaff or to Arizona, hopefully excited to see the show. It will run from May 5th to the 15th at the Coconino Center for the Arts, and tickets are already on sale and with when this goes live on Easter Sunday actually um, May 17th will only be a couple weeks away so yay Yay. so you already told us who you were playing in crumbs um, but can you just tell us like a little bit about the play so that our listeners
0: know a little bit more about what the show is about Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> there's it's so a lot much, at once there's, Yes, there's so much that happens yeah. um, It's a lovely play about uh, an American family A black American family um, There is a father, Godfrey Crump And his two teenage daughters Ernestine and Ermina um, the, mother, the matriarch of the family re- Has recently passed away As we're starting the story um, They lived, I believe, in I want to say Florida Florida, yeah Um, And they have since moved uh, to Brooklyn. So there is this huge transition (laughs) of life in the North in the 1950s. Mm -hmm. We are just on the cusp of Jim Crow and all of that wonderful, (laughs) interesting stuff developing. Gritted Um, teeth. Yes, very gritted. And... Uh, you know, a family trying to heal and also trying to mourn uh, and still finding their own respective paths Mm. in a time and a place where they are constantly being told that they don't have one.
3: Mm.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it has so many like
3: you know, some play you know, most plays they have one hard-hitting subject and Crumbs just has them all. <laughs> Religion, <laughs> Religion a politics, few. race, like it's just one heavy hit after another. But it's also a hilarious play. You know, it it has its moments of of levity um, too, like and highly stylized,
0: like moments of of silliness. Yes, there are a lot of points. In the play, um, which is predominantly narrated and told through the lens of Ernestine's journey, where um, she gives you insight into how she wishes the moment had transpired or Mm. had ended or if there was closure and... There is a little bit of theatricality in there that's always so wonderful. And I think it's something that we all do, even when we're reflecting on moments in our own lives, when we're like, oh, I wish that kiss had maybe gone this way or, you know, if they had you know, giving a wave as they walked out of my life or something mm. like that, you know, not to be too melodramatic, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like a a conversation that you had and you are you leave it and an hour later, you're like, oh, I should have, should this have said that. Or that one thing that went this way. <laughs> or. Yeah. I've had even instances during conversations where like I'll be in public and then a song will come on the radio <laughs> and it is like literally commenting right. on yeah. the situation <laughs> as it's happening. And I'm like, okay this is good sound my, design my, my life my <laughs> life my life is a sitcom it's yes. great god is an incredible
3: sound designer <laughs> that's so silly
2: yeah like
0: skip also
1: i like skip song <laughs> what's the up i has a lot i remember um i saw it a long time ago but i remember just you know like ernestine's journey too is a lot about um female empowerment also because she graduates from high school and that's a really big deal in her family and it's kind of like this like i i love to i loved if there was a crumbs from the table of joy too like so we could see what happens to ernestine after the play because she seems poised for so much and is such an interesting character
3: and Um, your character ermina too i mean she's only 15.
0: Which Only... I'd love to
3: talk about. You had a, you did a silly Instagram post <laughs> oh, the other day. Yes. It was like, turns 30, gets cast <laughs> to play a fantasy
0: world. <laughs> uh, yes, that is that is true. I have uh, deceptively young features. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to exploit them for the rest of my career. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, you have to. <laughs> I'm going to try. I feel like this is my first foray into that. Um, <laughs> like I said, Raquel and I uh, have been confused for each other in different context context um so to be playing sisters yes. is hilarious i also have a baby sister named mm. raquel
3: no so way oh, No yes. way! i feel like yes. how did i not know that i feel like we've talked about the fact I that you know and raquel get
0: yeah that's funny yeah, that's i'm like so i silly. have a sister it's not that there's <laughs> raquel and there's raquel there's a uh-huh, oh, difference you. yeah oh, um that's silly and so for me making that switch between being the eldest child in my in my mm. family um and I'm like what is, do Do I even know what it's like to be a younger sister and I just immediately turn and just look at how I've watched my own sister grow mm. up and I'm like I I have this I got I, it and there, yeah. there's there's things I can do here um mm. so she is very uh fun um She speaks her mind, definitely. Uh, She speaks up and wants to be heard as the baby of the family. Mm -hmm. She very much, when she has something to say, it's like... (laughs) Well, I don't like that at all, and there's very little filter. Um, <laughs> what, what's been coming up for me in the moment reading through the script? I'm like, oh, I don't know how many people are familiar with the show, What's Happening? But there's um, a baby sister, and that show, uh, her name is Dee, and she had all of like the quips and the one liners and just getting on her brother's nerves, and she's the one that had to be watched all the time. Uh, and so I see that lovely like power and dynamic and inspiration i'm like i'm so ready Wait, to what do script this. is this uh no it's a show oh, it was a, show. a sitcom back in the 70s <laughs> I, don't, gotcha. I don't know like, oh. i used to watch it as a kid but what's happening for all those people
3: oh it's oh, called what's happening yeah, okay yeah. gotcha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was so lost <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome well, how's it been going? How's how's rehearsal? Um, I mean, like I said, you guys are a dream team, and uh, it seems like you guys have just been having a flipping blast.
0: <laughs> like, yes. Um, everybody is uh, incredibly talented. Like I said, I've worked, or at least I've been on stage with Raquel, and I've like you know, been adjacent to uh, a lot of her work. Um, I've worked with Raphael Hamilton um, on one other show several years ago. Okay. Um, And La uh, Rivers, this is my first time working with her, and uh, just her energy mm. uh, in the room, her questions, and how she's approaching the character Lily has been Almost a masterclass to oh, watch. That's um, it's so good, and um, oh, I'm jealous. And Audrey, who is playing Goethe, uh, we worked together also in As You Like It. Oh yeah. So um, this is our first time working together in the room. Good. And you are absolutely right. Even the director uh, Bray has just been I, I couldn't have asked for a better group of people to Aww. be doing the show with like i walked in and i was just Good. like i'm so happy like i'm still an actor who gets like really excited <laughs> to be like in the room like oh
3: my god they picked me <laughs> oh. oh ryan we will keep picking you, if you, keep picking you. <laughs> we will pick you forever oh that's amazing yeah. i'm so glad yeah when when we when raquel so everyone we've been referring to raquel who ev- Everyone has met. Raquel was on. I'm gonna do it again. Episode four. <laughs> it wasn't episode four, question but whenever mark. it's a question, whenever it's an episode that came before this one, it was probably episode four. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Raquel was uh, on an episode earlier about uh, multi-hyphenate artists, and Raquel is also our equality and casting director. For those of you who don't know, she's amazing. So that's who we keep referring to. Yes. Um, but yeah, when Raquel like finished casting, we were just like oh my gosh, we did it. Like we sent out all of our, like our first goes and we're like, wait, it's stuck. That was, that was, how did that happen? Like, (laughs) it was really great. It was
2: awesome. Yeah. And I guess how fortunate, um, or well, not fortunate that the crumbs from the table of joy was meant to be in the 2020 Mm, season, I think, but then from the pandemic and all the other just things, um, getting it pushed to the 2022 season and, you know, like, there's a moment in time and like, this is the moment in time and being able to bring everyone and having that like Mm -hmm. fantastic rehearsal experience. I don't know. There's something that I guess can be said. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. crumbs are always around. <laughs> <laughs> As she holds her tummy. Before we
3: started recording, we kept making crumb puns. Ryan was like, I just love all crumbs. Crumb crumbs are amazing. I'm a crumbs gal. <laughs> so silly. Um, I'm actually curious, Becky, you've mm-hmm. been in the
2: show before and you played mm-hmm. Goethe. What yes. was your
3: experience with the show?
2: Yeah, so I played Goethe. Um, uh, it was a virtual production in 2020. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, it was a kind of like an expedited rehearsal process, um, meant for recording that never actually made it to to stream, unfortunately. Oh, no, really? Yeah, I no, didn't it didn't. Know that. Yeah, um, but yeah, Shoot. it's such a, it was such a, like I just felt so lucky to have been in those rehearsal rooms mm. or the Zoom rooms or whatever, mm. um, and to really be able to just listen and watch and absorb and. Yeah. 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 Totally. I don't know. That's not. That's <laughs> it. Maybe that's not as profound as I wanted it to no, be. No, that's but great. No, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I have a,
1: the reason I chose this show is um, I saw it maybe like almost 20 years ago, guys. No way. Wow. Definitely the oldest person in the room. <laughs> um, but I saw it at a college theater competition when I was in college. So not quite 20 years ago, but um, and it was amazing. Uh, I was all college students who performed it. So it wasn't even like a professional production. And it was near uh, your hometown, Ryan. We have more overlap than I realized because I went to, I lived for a long time in Wisconsin. And then I went to undergrad at the University of Whitewater. And our like regional, you know, like college theater competitions were always in Oh man, some place in Illinois. It was not Chicago, but it was like
0: <laughs> maybe. Champagne. Yeah, it'll come to me. We'll see.
1: And we would go down. So we went down, and one of the colleges, like they had brought this production of Crumbs from the Table of Joy, and it's the only time I've experienced a completely like unanimous and instantaneous uh, standing ovation. Mm. So I, remember Ernestine, said her final lines, and the lights went down, and the whole auditorium was dead quiet. And then the lights came back up for bows and everyone stood at the exact same moment and started clapping. And I was like, I have never witnessed that before or since um you know like at any play I've ever been it's always like one guy starts it and everybody else right, like, yeah. Yeah. Nice to join in or like and sometimes people like, are your, like
2: I guess like, yeah yeah, yeah
1: you're like, like those people in the back yeah. who are
0: like yeah. well
1: I'm gonna stand but I'm gonna pick up my purse while I'm doing it
2: because I'm not committing <laughs> to a standing ovation <laughs>
1: <up my> <laughs> but um but yeah, it was just in instantaneous, like an amazing and such an amazing story and show. And like the feeling of it stuck with me for all of that time. And so um, we were looking for something to do for our 2020 Spring Show. Which we tried to do a small actor driven piece, which a Marie plays certainly. Um, I was like, we gotta do Crumbs from the Table of Joy. And I was so bummed when we had to push it twice. But yeah. I think that second time we pushed it, Um, we could have done it in spring of 2021, but we just knew it wouldn't get the audience it deserved quite yet. Mm. So, you know, people were still feeling a little too reluctant and a little too, you know, um, just, we, things were so, we're just brand new for vaccines and stuff like that. So we weren't really in the place right now where it feels like we can safely get back out there and see theater so I'm so excited to see it again and I'm with Hannah on the dream team thing Mm -hmm. I mean I just cannot believe that we got all of you (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's amazing
3: yeah oh that's amazing I'm just excited to see it and I'm excited to have audiences see it Uh, speaking of what can what can audiences expect from this play um anything they should know before they come to see it
0: oh oh my gosh Mm -hmm. oh i so many things i I,
3: (laughs) oh let me get started on this list (laughs) oh i mean i'm not
0: not not to present a list uh like we kind of touched on earlier there are certain historical contexts that i think are important to um familiarize yourself with just a little bit before coming in to this kind of show. Um, and uh, family, really, really think about uh, how you interact with your family, uh, what family means to you. Um, even if you've got uh, you know family sitcoms that are near and dear to your heart and how those family dynamics are, uh, I feel like a lot of that um, is at play here. Uh, And I think also going back to what you both touched on earlier about the, um, power, uh, and the agency of women, um, women, especially in the fifties and then black women, that Mm -hmm. intersectionality of that on top of everything, um, definitely is, is something that, uh, I invite everyone to uh, have an open mind to uh, experience in this show. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I also th- did a lot of research for, because um, I'm working on the props for this show. I'll thinking up. I did a little deep dive, dive on Father Divine. And if anyone's interested too in that sort Ooh. of like 1950s radio, um, Evangelizing, yeah. uh, Father Divine is a fascinating character, and I think he plays his presence plays a huge role in the play. He is not in the play, yeah. <laughs> but the reason that I was researching him for props is he's literally on the wall. like <laughs> yes. Godfrey has on the wall yeah. a photo of him. He is very um, much. And there's a really interesting parallel in the play between Father Divine, who marries a white woman, and Godfrey, who in the middle of the play, huge spoiler. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's That's something similar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I loved, I loved like reaching into that too. And kind of like looking at the character of father divine and not just father divine, but that, that kind of entire era of radio evangelical Mm -hmm. um, uh, preaching and like what people were taking from it. And it's very interesting. So if, if audiences want to like have a little bit going in, look up father divine, Um, at one point Godfrey gets a letter from him and I was able to like find an actual letter from father divine. There are several out there so you can like read the kinds of letters he was writing to people who were his, you know, kind of, uh, acolytes or however you want to call it. And, um, just in, like Hannah was saying, like this play manages to bring in so many interesting topics. Um, the, the white woman who's in it is german in 1950 america yeah so that adds a whole nother layer of you know um uh just like interesting socio-political
0: yeah like working and climate yeah. to the
1: show mm-hmm. so yeah there's a lot going on in this play and you could get as nerdy as you wanted to about it <laughs> or i like ryan's idea just watch some family sitcoms <laughs> <laughs> yeah you You can go either
3: direction (laughs) as a religious person when i first read the play i was like oh no am i like not gonna like this play um but uh you know it televangelists evangelists in general are a fascinating fascinating part of our culture and i feel like they're starting i mean we don't really have i don't feel like we have necessarily like that televangelist like phenomena necessarily anymore. But yeah, such a fascinating thing. And um, it's so interesting, you know, people find comfort in certain things and Godfrey really latches on, you know, he's, you know, going through grief and he latches on to this person, you know, he moves across the country for this person who he doesn't know. And, you know, he he basically makes Father Divine God, you know, um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's super fascinating. And when you were mentioning, um, you know, like all the Goethe stuff, just a line that stuck out to me was... Um, um, of course, I'm going to botch it completely, but there was there's a line about Gerda where they're like, oh, um, well, you were the enemy only a few years ago, and now, like, no one cares, or something like that. I, I can't remember what – do you – maybe, Ryan, since you're actively was, in the show.
0: That was pretty close. Did I do it okay? <laughs> Honestly, Okay. Yes. I just
3: thought that was a fascinating line because you brought up, you know, like we're post, uh, you know, Nazi Germany and now she's moving to America. And yeah, it's just a, just so many fascinating, interesting facets of this play that all intersect at once. And it's it's kind of hard, it's
0: kind of a hard play to explain. There's a lot going on. Right. And there's even yeah. something mm-hmm. about the Godfrey Father Divine storyline mm-hmm. uh, that reads very waiting for Godot to <laughs> um, waiting for him to answer his yes, letter and he or, just or, never comes uh, I mean and there is a point where they're hoping to meet him in person mm-hmm. too yeah. so um, oh yeah they even go they to the event there's, there's and he doesn't come yes. oh my so, gosh a tragedy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it just gives me for me reading it yeah, and that, hmm. it, I was just like oh this feels so familiar because I've you know read Godot a couple times now.
1: <laughs> I love that parallel, oh, Ryan. Yes. it's really fascinating.
0: Yes, so. <laughs> and just you know, just the antics of that even, and and that play for some having so many different philosophical and like religious um, implications or connotations to it uh, as well, hmm. and and just the concept of faith sometimes where you you right. there is almost never a guarantee that you're going to. See or meet yeah. or reach, you know, the divine <laughs> yeah. or Nirvana or you <laughs> insert know. your right. own religious doctrine. Yeah, yeah. so yes. yeah. well, that's <laughs> basically
3: the definition of faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you will never be able to prove it. You will never be able to hold it, reach it, touch it. It's beyond the like. Like, us as humans
0: want to be able to figure it out, and we just can't. That's what faith is, you know? And and knowing just how much um, certain groups throughout history have had to mm-hmm. lean on oh, that yeah. sort of, um, you know, agency, I would say, yeah. uh, in order to get through some of the experiences they've had. Mm-hmm. it's It's just one extra layer. Like, right. every time you think about it, it's like, oh, and then you yeah. put... You know, where they're coming from and where they are now mm. and what they're still experiencing, you know, here in Brooklyn that, you know, you th- you think, oh, that's just a- that's just down in the south where they do that. Mm. And it's like, no, no, some this is everywhere. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's a lot of
1: how I read the whole Father Divine piece of it, too, is that he provides the hope that Godfrey needs. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting because, yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of feelings about televangelists. There's a lot of feelings about how it becomes kind of a capitalist machine. But, you know, to me, with, with Godfrey, what I saw is this man who desperately needed hope,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who felt rather trampled on. And Father Divine sort of pro- provided an answer to both of those things. You know, it was like, here was the hope he needed. And also here was a very well-respected black man.
0: Yes. yes.
1: And so those two things together kind of provide this sort of like port in the storm for Godfrey. Mm-hmm. Um which eventually he has to give up and he has to let his family be that, <laughs> which right. I think is a lot What the play deals with is like, you know, Lily coming in and Goethe coming in and, and Ernestine growing up and like him needing to find that in his family and the people around him, unless, unless with this sort of remote character. But I think that, you know, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing wrong with it or there's not, you know, there's, there's no judgment on that kind of thing. People need to find hope. And you know we can't judge how or where they find that hope. That's not that's not for
3: us to do. Exactly. Um, That's beautiful. Um, You touched on something, Ryan, that made me want to talk about Lynn Nottage a little bit. Uh, You mentioned the play itself, and um, I mean Lynn Nottage, a prolific you know prolific playwright. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean the the other show that I am most familiar with of hers is Intimate Apparel um but I don't actually know Lynn Nottage super well what what are your like are
0: you um a super fan of Lynn Nottage what's a- I am still also learning mm-hmm. as I go um Ruined I think was mm-hmm. very very popular um when I was an undergrad I remember reading it uh, I think that came out in about 2009 Ooh, that do one do I know that one
3: <laughs> Racking my brain, right? It's, Maybe I do.
0: It's not set in America. Um, okay, I want to say it's um, African in origin. Okay, okay. Um, I don't think I, I know can't it. pick like the anyway. exact city off the top of my head right now. So sorry, Lynn <laughs> Sorry, Lin. <Lynn. laughs> um, but I would, I, I would recommend like all of her, all of her yeah. works. Um, mm-hmm. Just as we're getting into uh, contemporary playwrights, um, right. black female playwrights. Um I think we can all continue to incorporate those in our mm-hmm. reading lists and repertoires <laughs> and theaters and seasons. Yes. Um not to get on the soapbox. We're calling you out. Yeah, on the, <laughs> calling <laughs> ourselves out <laughs> too. Yeah. Um, and,
1: I know and, another one we thought about um uh we thought about doing with Sweat, which is a mm-hmm. Lynn nottage play. Yes. I believe um, and my... I can't remember why I think we chose, honestly, we chose um, Crumbs from the Table of Joy over Sweat uh, because Crumbs has more female characters. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we were like, well, this one has a lot more women, so we'll do this one. But I know Sweat was another one we considered, which is, I think, her most recent play.
0: Right. I believe my alma mater is actually putting it on oh, um, that's awesome. soon in the coming months. I think I just saw a notice for that. I was like, ooh, <laughs> um, and I think she's also. I think she was either on the book or the librettist for the MJ musical oh, that's on Broadway right yeah, now. Yeah, cool. That sounds familiar. Yeah, hmm. yeah.
3: So. And um, this play specifically was written in '95, right?
0: Am I? Yes. Quoting it's, that correctly, it's one of her earliest, yeah. if not the earliest, uh, work of hers. Right. That's yeah.
3: awesome. Oh my gosh, baby Blake just arrived. <laughs> hello sir <laughs> what are your uh, thoughts on crumbs yeah blake tell us what you what think what do you think of crumbs would you give Z us a coup or...
1: oh i was hoping he would uh, shoot no comment he said this no would be comment. his first podcast ever actually blake's
3: been on a few podcasts you just didn't yeah. hear
0: him
3: <laughs> that's I've, amazing uh,
1: i've nursed during a couple of podcasts yes
3: yeah. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, um, we're getting a little low on time. Is there anything else we want to discuss about Crumbs or about Ermina, the character, about Lynn, um, or yeah, just anything that we want to wrap it up with?
0: Um, I will say it is still, um very new and exciting to be getting back into Mm on stage productions Mm -hmm. Um, I've done maybe one two other shows now um, since we've kind of opened things back up um, one of which was still predominantly like virtual rehearsals Mm -hmm. um, before we opened and just being in a room with other creatives uh, is something that I've always loved. It was very, very dear and dear to my heart. I missed it terribly mm-hmm. <laughs> um, these yep. last couple of years. And so to be back, um, I, I feel terribly, terribly happy, maybe Aww. a little selfish um, <laughs> with the experience. Um, and also like very, very glad to, to be with such wonderful people, to be back with Flag Shakes as well. Right. Um, this is the second show I've done within the last twelve months, um, where I'm playing a daughter, <laughs> um, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, specifically, father with a father daughter dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I
2: don't mean to cut you off. Didn't had you mentioned where? Oh, I. Sorry, wow, all the thoughts are like streaming <laughs> through my brain, and I can't get them out. Um, was it? You had posted something where the man who played your father in the last show that you did actually knew your father or was the same name or there was some really strong connection.
0: Um, They went to grade school together in in Chicago. um, That's And, you know, they graduated. Like the the school that we all went to um, was (laughs) kindergarten through eighth. So you have your eighth grade graduation and you go off to respective high schools. And that's what they did. uh, Never kept in touch. Or anything after that. Wow. So you fast forward 30 years <laughs> later, and this man is in Arizona doing a show um, that he initially was going to turn down. He wasn't going to do it. Wow. Uh, and I walk in the room, and we are—we all start talking, you know, getting to know each other, because it's been like, you know, yeah, we're in a we're in a show, we're yeah. on, you know, about to hit stage and whatnot, and get to know each other. And he mentions he's from Chicago, and he mentions you know these locations that I know really well. I'm like, oh, my grandmother's house is just up the street from there, and he's like, no way, <laughs> who's, who's your grandmother? And I'm like, well, her name's Barbara, and you know, and he's like, and who were her kids? And I'm like, she had two sons. And I, you know, give the names, and he's like, "I, I knew you're dead." That's awesome. And That's crazy. so chills, just <laughs> terrifying, just chills. And... You know,
3: the world is strangely small. It yeah. is it so big, really it is, is so so dang small, and getting
0: yeah. smaller every day with I technology know. for I sure. Know. Yes. Um, and, All right,
3: so because we always want
1: to bring you back here, Ryan, <laughs> over and over again. What's What's your dream
3: role? What Ooh. what do you want to do now? What's after crumbs? Dawn is asking the hard questions. You could do questions. anything. What would it be? <laughs> anything. Oh, and then there's... if you see this in the 2024 season, this is not nepotism at all.
1: Oh. oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, oh, it'd be so awesome if 2024 were a thing. Uh, uh, I am a flaming pile of Hamill trash. So. Um, so. Hamilton is always the first answer. Uh, yeah. uh, Hamilton. Anything in Hamilton, make me the turntable. I don't care. I don't um, <laughs> I am playing um, the turntable. <laughs>
3: this is my audition for the turntable. The turntable. Uh, if,
0: if we're keeping on brand... Uh, Antony and Cleopatra Ooh. is uh, something that I would like to do. Uh, I, I did that for Window Shakes. I was going to say, you I'm, killed you it. I yes. use that as my audition tape. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, from here, uh, I have always loved... Um, like voice acting and motion capture and all of those Ooh. sorts of things so I want to be in video games and cartoons and Ooh. stuff like that and <laughs> wait that's so cool you put me on a podcast where there's a microphone here and now I'm like <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm not leaving <laughs> I'm going to use smile. some of this for my demo reel you know yes <laughs>
2: heck
3: yes oh, I love it Oh, good question, Dawn. Good thank question. you so much for that question. Oh, well, Ryan, we love you so much. Um, we want to keep bringing you back forever's and ever's. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you over the years. Um, I think we are out of
0: time, but it was so lovely to chat about crumbs. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. Thank you
0: so much. Um, thank you to everyone listening. And I can't wait to see you all here to experience the joy and the crumbs with us. <laughs> yes, get your tickets.
2: <laughs> How can people find you? Find me. Yes.
0: Um, <laughs> mostly Instagram, uh, okay. that is at Ryan L. Jenkins. Um, sometimes I'm on the Facebook. <laughs> uh, I stay away from Twitter, and I'm still <laughs> figuring out the Clockack app that is TikTok
3: oh i was like what <laughs> yeah. they call it
0: the clock, app the <laughs> clock. sometimes <Clip-clap>. yeah. uh, <laughs> the cool
3: youngins call it the clock app <laughs> i'm so behind yeah. so primarily
0: uh instagram and uh a few a few theaters in the valley you know flag southwest shakespeare uh stray cat every now and again nice do you yeah. have a website I'm still working on it. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, trust me.
3: I get you. <laughs> right.
0: It's always on my to-do I've list. i got the domain name and the templates. Oh, good. Are, oh, step one. Yeah, step <laughs> one. <laughs> well,
3: keep an eye out for Ryan's <laughs> website in however many years. <laughs> I love it.
2: Well, thanks so much, Ryan. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you all for listening to this month's episode of Untamed Shrews. I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah. And I'm
3: Dawn. Join us next month for an episode with Austin Tichner of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. We got our months a little mixed up. We recorded and then recorded. And anyway, you'll hear whatever happens next month. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you want to join the Shrew crew, follow Untamed Shrews on our Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found on sunsounds.org, the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival YouTube spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and stitcher please subscribe leave us a review or put us in your instagram stories this episode of untamed shrews starring
3: don tucker
2: becker becker, becker, Ritcher. Ritcher. becker leave it in Starry, Starry, Starry
3: and Ruin Er I'm just kidding. Don Tucker, Becky Zaritzki, Hannah fonts and Ryan L. Jenkins. Show art by Calliope Lou Decker. Podcast theme song by Curtin Schlerm.
0: Hi Cadence.
3: Katyn. Hi Cadence. Cadence is on tour right now. Bye Cadence. Podcast produced and edited by me, Hannah fonts Presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival and recorded with Sun Sounds, Arizona. Special thanks to our audio engineer. Gina Byers. Berth. Gina Byers. <laughs> Gina Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>